Welcome back to New Rockstars. I'm Eric Voss. This is Philip Molina. And this show is The Big Question. It's a show that gives you too much information. The big question or the big question? We need to decide that. Uh, question us what it should be, and then we'll make a decision. Hey, look, folks, the Marvel Cinematic Universe may be fictional to you guys. To us, it's very, very real, and it's very deadly. And according to Philip's research, it turns out someone you know is likely a Black Widow, and she's already on her way to kill you. That is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> 100% get out of the house. That's get what out of the house, Martin. You're Life depends on you watching this episode, and hopefully we don't get too drunk before telling oh, you yeah. how to see something and say something. <laughs> too uh, late. <laughs> too late. Too late. Too late. Hey, Philip. Our question today comes from mm -hmm. at Beeman Demon. Do Black Widow super spy assassins exist in real life? I'm Beeman Demon. That song was playing in your head before you told me what you were doing. Got the lady <laughs> screaming. <laughs> screaming. Uh-oh. He's a murderer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. I never knew. Uh, Demon Demon. Are Black Widow super spy assassins real? Okay, so I had to break this down because are spies real? Yeah. Duh. A Black Widow super spy, like that is such a narrow target to hit of, of what this level of spy is, what route they've gone through. Sure. So I broke it down over a bunch of different adjectives. <laughs> Undetectable. Gorgeous. <laughs> Brainwashed. <laughs> Red Room. Super trained female assassin. Do they have to be all gorgeous? That's part of the question. There's not a Marlon Hooch assassin who's just waving from the outfield? Well, there kind of is in my research, actually, okay. but yeah. <laughs> and how about Marla Hooch? What a hitter. <laughs> <laughs> what a killer. <laughs> but are those level real? And it's it's kind of interesting like where their the routes went throughout history. Obviously, the actual Black Widow program is inspired by the Winter Soldier program and the success of that, okay. but that's all based on like the success of real spy stuff. So, okay. let's go one adjective at a time here. Got it. Okay. Okay, one. First of all, undetectable spies. The best example of that of a undetectable KGB or Russian spy is what's known as the Illegals program, mm -hmm. which you might remember yes, from the Americans. The Americans. The we both best shows ever. love that show. Yeah. The Americans is great. In the Americans, that's set in the Cold War. It's the idea there are these sleeper agent cells, and they're a simple husband and wife, uh, very normal seeming, very Carrie Russell-esque, and they have kids, but no one knows they're actually secret spies. The crazy thing about it, it's set in the 80s, the height of the Cold War, the true story of the illegals that really did happen where they caught 10 of these people living with the United States happened all the way back in June of 2010. Yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like it was recent. It was 10 years ago, <laughs> yeah. less than 10 years ago, <laughs> is what the actual story that inspired wow. the Americans. Wow. So what these people did, these 10 people that were caught, a number of them, a lot of them came through Canada, they said they were Canadian. What they'd done is they'd stolen the identities of dead Canadian children. Oh, oh So no. you remember doing that. Oh, sure. Uh, and then they created <laughs> new lives in the US under those names, Eric. Duh. Uh, we actually know a little bit about what these people went through in their training because one of them wrote a book. The Woman Who Can Keep Secrets. In it, they cover the training to specifically be undetectable. Mm -hmm. They specifically learn how to be very good actors, like Academy Award winning. Mm -hmm. uh, so ScarJo. Uh -huh. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Double. Uh, they study long hours of language training, specifically language without accents. Oh, okay. They learn how to speak and write in code, so no one can tell when they're sending messages. They specifically learn how to evade all surveillance, so they can avoid cameras whenever they're traveling. Mm -hmm. And this is my favorite part of what the training these people went under. It's called just fitting in training. What they did is they created an American town in the Ukraine 
that is all American style houses, American style businesses. They could only speak in English. They could only drive American cars, which is not realistic to America because right, we all yeah. got Toyotas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they had to follow American traffic laws on these streets and speak oh. to only watch American movies. Uh, they came to know the town as Coca-Cola City. Oh, I love it. I right. love it. It's like their Epcot, but their actual rules applied. So yeah. How's just... the baseball Coca-Cola? Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> yummy Hooters wings. The best wings. Ah, <laughs> democracy. <laughs> and they, they vomit because that's more food than they've ever had in their life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They steal it and bring it home to their family. I hope they do. Uh, so, undetectable, absolutely. It happened recently. It's not the first time. It's not the last time, honestly, that it's going to happen. Yeah, that's right. These are the ones we know about. Yeah, these if were the ones that were given up in exchange for four agents that we had in Russia. Oh, so there was a I trade to get in these 10, but there probably have been more. This program started a long, long time ago, too. So these are just the ones that we know about from that one Wait, section. Four for 10? Americans yeah. are worth 2.5 Russians. <laughs> yeah. Don't do the math on that. That's, that's uh, terrible. Okay, so undetectable, yes, absolutely, those are real. Gorgeous women that are specifically made into these spies. So the woman who wrote the book, the woman who keeps keep secrets, she actually says, no, the ideal illegal candidate is specifically not yeah. attractive. These movie stars stand out on the street. Exactly, yeah. and, and she said that they were trained that they should not stand out in any way. Uh-huh. Here's the bad news for her. That's probably just what they told her to be nice because in the exact same group of 10 illegals was Anna Chapman. This is the famous, like, looky, looky, what you got on your cookie. (laughs) Like, uh, a female assassin, Anna Chapman or Anna Kushenko, actually looks like Black Widow. Look at this picture of her. She's drop-dead gorgeous. She has since, now she's been outed, she's a real-life model now. She's appeared in Maxim, and the the pictures are are sweet. You can take a look. Maxim has very high standards. Yeah, and Russian Maxim. I've been rejected from Maxim so many times. Trust me, it's not easy (laughs) to get Well, stop submitting your pictures. I will never They won't even let you get a a subscription. She's huge on Instagram now. You can check her out. She has like 500,000 followers on Instagram. She's drop-dead gorgeous, and she's of the exact same group of these women, so she probably hadn't seen her or known about her. They can have one. They can have one hottie. Yeah. The rest just are just average, normal, everyday-looking folks. So this is the part that's important. It actually is likely they have more than that because the Russians basically came up with the idea of what's called a honey trap. Uh-oh. I know. You've fallen in those you, before. In those before. We got say your, no more. You got your hand stuck in a jar, and I said, just let go of the honey. Uh-huh. No, I will not let go of the honey. Uh, so call me Pooh Bear. These are our people who are specifically, they're usually women, they're very attractive, and they're specifically placed to attract men and women, get them very close, and then Mm. steal items or information from them as soon as they get close. Anna Chapman specifically, right when they did this and they, they caught all of them, reportedly was getting very close to someone in the Obama administration. What? Uh, that's one of the reasons, supposedly, why they pulled the trigger when they did. The reason that we also know this goes further back, they were known to be very active in the 1960s in D.C. in the sex clubs of D.C., which oh, apparently sure. it's the 60s. And, yeah. you know, well, specifically, there's a restaurant on G Street near the White House that you can probably still visit. It was known that if you go there, you're going to be susceptible to specifically what's known as compromat which is essentially compromising material, right. blackmail material. It's what the PP tape, the supposed Trump PP tape oh, is. Oh, the supposed. It's the idea that, know. Yeah. you know, it wasn't like, oh, they happened to have recorded Trump's time with those women. Those women would have theoretically also been Russian assets uh-huh. and purposely uh, got him so to we're not saying that We're not taking any stay on that PP tape. We're not saying, tape. It we're it exists, saying that the PP tapes that do exist, yeah. uh, that's where they would come from. 
So Eric, I know you're wondering, can men be honeypots too? Please, Because it yes. can't just be women, Because right? if Maxim's gonna say no to me, someone's yeah. gotta say yes. And so I want you to know that for your own, this is for your own knowledge, you have to know that yes, men can be honeypots too. Yes, they can be effective. And I know that because we did it to you earlier. Wait, what? Editor John and I created a elaborate plan and it's okay, it's, it, everything's gonna be fine, Eric. But I had Editor John honeypot you earlier when he was asking you if you wanted to join him to go see John Williams uh, speak about Rise of Skywalker. You're doing like a Q&A with John Williams for Rise of Skywalker Ooh. before award season and my roommate can't go. So Ooh. if anyone is interested. You're very obviously only asking <laughs> I I blushed and I my heart fluttered a little bit. I wanted to go. But. I, I said no. You flat out rejected him. Yeah. He was creating a distraction of a honeypot variety in order for me to steal your wallet. What? I've used this uh, to make minor purchases uh, that uh, will be arriving throughout the day. Oh, no. uh, don't show people I have money in my wallet. I tell so many people I, not I don't much. carry cash. You can have this, we already have a copy now. My global entry? <laughs> exactly, you're an ambassador. Someone else is gonna uh, not wait in TSA lines now. Do honeypots work for uh, the sexy variety? Yes, they work. Yes, they're absolutely real. They specifically have designed this as a system for decades and clearly it still fools you. I mean, but Editor John is Did you take this out of my track. pocket? I'll never tell. I'll want. never trust John again. Great, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they can be sexy women, and yes, they're undetectable, right? But those are just spies. We're talking about stealing information or, mm -hmm. or items or something. Black Widows are more than that. They're straight up assassins. Right, yeah, they can kick your ass. So are there Russian assassins that are specifically trained by the government? Yeah, <laughs> so, so much, yeah. absolutely. There's yeah. so much evidence of uh -huh. it but they're very famous actually for not doing flashy assassinations. They're famous for, do you know what kind of killing? Uh, no. <laughs> poison. Oh, right, They yeah. poison their enemies. The very famous one is the former KGB officer, Alexander Litvinenko, back in 2006. I think it was like with polonium or something, mm -hmm. but they do it all the time. It's always some BS story of like, it's weird that the father and son in two different cities ate the same bad arugula. Mm. Like they have like all these BS answers, but it's, it's very clearly poison. Here's what's fascinating. It's not just like, yeah, they do it sometimes. There's this guy, Roman Dobrokotov, who's outed a bunch of these assassins and these assassin groups for Russia. He will probably be dead soon. Um, but with his work and other things, just this past October, the New York Times identified there is a specialized group of Russian operatives known as Unit 29155. Their main task is to kill people around the world. The only big difference between them and Black Widows that we know of is that they specifically keep using poison to do it. But here's how like into poison they are. The FSB, which is uh, like a offshoot of what the KGB used to be, has a literal poison factory <gasps> outside of Moscow. There are armies of scientists there that have developed chemicals and biological weapons specifically for individual attack, like for one person. They've had poison, they've made poisons that make death look natural by, they can trigger a fast acting cancer. Uh, they can give you a heart attack, other fatal illnesses. 
They also have drugs that make you feel sad and crazy, and then when they make it look like you've killed yourself, everybody believes it because you were acting sad and crazy before it. That was on the Americans, right? They they tricked a, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and in real life. Okay. Uh, they even tried to re replace someone's Viagra with poison because he was known to use it very frequently. You could die. Yeah, I think I still want it, though. Well, that was my next question is, can they make me feel love? <laughs> yeah. Which uh, is what Viagra does, right? For a moment. So, yes, they are. there are assassins, too, right? So we have undetectable, sexy lady assassins. But poison isn't really Black Widow style, right? We've yeah. seen, like, East Well, Coast. the spider, it's her style, but... Sure, exactly. But the, the flashy things that we've seen has definitely been double-loaded guns. Yeah. There are assassins that are Russian that specifically use guns. We actually don't know much about it. Those crimes aren't as strategic. That's actually when they're okay with it being messier. Oh. So it's somebody that they kind of don't care how this guy gets killed and they'll just put them on a list to be killed. Sure. But a Russian assassin very recently came out, just as dum-dum, he just came out and explained how it worked. He was only paid $5,000, so he's not some like super high-level, rich, killing Eve-style assassin. He was given a list of people that needed to be killed. Each one of them was referred to by a flower code name. There was Buttercup and Rose and Lily and whatnot. God. They gave him guns with silencers on them, so that part was real. They called the guns watering cans. Oh, no. Uh, and then he got a text message one day that just said, the rose must be picked today. <gasps> and so he went and shot just some electrician at work. Oh. But the guy said something like, I committed no crimes, or something like, as soon as he got shot. So people were like, wait, I committed no crimes. What electrician yeah, says thing. that? <laughs> that electrician was up to no good. A weird thing to, to shout. I'm sorry to the electrician's family. I'm um, just joking. But they're watching, so sorry. So yes, absolutely, they use guns. They just try to be more slick than that usually, which makes a lot of sense. So then we have that to add to. Yes, we have the assassins who use the guns, right? With silencers even. The super fighting skills that Black Widows are specifically known for. We see the great moves in the trailer. We see that uh, leg move. The, the uh, Hurricanrana. I feel like I can do that too. With enough practicing, because it's like a wrestling move. I, I could figure out, I could do a Hurricanrana. The thing where she like flips it upside down and yeah, like snaps I your mean, neck. Yeah, I feel like I could. I feel like it's possible. How many times do you need to watch the video? Well, I've seen it like 10 times already. Already? Yeah, just give me like five more times. I feel like I'll break it down step by step and figure out how I will give you five more times and then I'll let you try it on me. Okay. Okay, yeah. What? You just said okay before Yeah, I'm let's finished. do it. Yeah, you're serious? Yes. All right, cool. We, we shouldn't do it here. It's dangerous. There's live wires. And, I'm uh, sorry if I'm... Live if, animals. If I can't finish my answer because I've died. Let's All right, it. let's do it. Legs have to be higher than your feet! <laughs> I'm a black widow now! <laughs> I have to. No, you don't. No, you don't. It's going to break me forever. <laughs> okay. I feel like we've just been through something. Yeah, that was a mistake. Don't do anything at home. I did pretty good. I, I didn't. I did great. I fell on a couch and I'm injured. We were, I was in the middle of an answer. Sorry, get back to your answer. Super fighting skills. Oh, yeah. We covered a bunch of stuff that can be sexy and undetectable and, and killers and all that thing. Check, check, and, check, and, check, and check. And super amazing. But do they have super fighting skills? The KGB invented their own fighting system. Of course. Of course, of course they course. did. It used to be a big secret. Now it's not really a secret, but it's called Sistema or the system. And it's this combat method that specifically focuses on hand-to-hand -hand grappling and being able to quickly disarm someone of their mm. weapon. Honestly, it's not too dissimilar to like Krav Maga or something where the idea is do not be flashy, do not do what we just tried to do. It'd be very do. simple. Just immediately pressure effective. Pressure point and then walk eyeball, away. Eyeball, eyeball, yeah. nipple. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. I can feel love again. <laughs> they can take you down very quickly yeah. and effectively. Even better than the Hurricanrana. Yeah. Yes, they are tr super trained. 
now it's gonna get like pretty narrow because we're talking about the Black Widow training specifically. So now we're talking about like the Red Room situation where we know that a lot of Natasha Romanov's biography is based on her time in the Red Room, what she went through there. So is there anything like a Red Room? And specifically mm. like it's all women. They had that weird ballet training. It was sure, like really yeah, intense yeah. stuff, right? That they go through. Yeah. What? They're kind of is a version How of the Red know? Room because of people that have since uh, changed sides. Oh, defected. Yeah, they, exactly. Oh so this God. one was specifically referenced to from in the 90s. We don't know where it is now, but this is the one that was there in the 90s. Uh -huh. There was an academy uh, near Moscow known as the Institute to train them, first of all, for counterintelligence and investigation. They learned how to fight, shoot, martial arts, hand-to-hand, -hand, fighting, yada, yada. But they also specifically learned the arts of seduction. It does come back, so they did purposely make it an all-girls school Whoa. for learning to be a spy and seductress. Yeah, so That's kind of like a, a brothel. Is that where you learn you know, to seduce? I think you you pay to get seduced at a brothel. So an but unpaid brothel. At an undergrad brothel university. Never a good idea to strip to pay for college. Oh yes. They had one of those in a league of their own too, that finishing school. That's the yeah, one. exactly. That's... It's a re exactly like a league of their own. And then they, I they think would... I misunderstood a lot about that movie. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> He's torturing them with his long peas. So they made these professional honeypots at the time, and it was specifically, they actually were doing it as as recent as 2013. They were talking about they entrapped diplomats from this specifically what's what was referred to as a sparrow school. Which does that sound familiar at all? Because Red a Sparrow, bird. yeah, but Red Sparrow was that movie that everybody's like, that's exactly like Black oh, Widow. They're just ripping yeah. off Black Widow. It is kind of a rip Red Black Sparrow Widow. is based on the real thing. But the Sparrow schools, especially in the '60s and '70s, the Sparrow State schools where women were trained in these uh, spy arts. Holy shit! Okay, so the school exists, right? Uh -huh. So then, remember, they're also brainwashed at these yeah. schools, yeah. like Winter Soldier, kind of. And we see, we've seen the instances of the brainwashing there. I'll say flat out. Before I even like dive into this, an ex-KGB agent, this is an exact quote of his, absolutely, I was totally brainwashed. So that's an ex-KGB well, agent. What kind of brain, saying, like cult brainwashed? Right. Or like so that's my question. Like, or maybe yeah. he's, he's also saying kind of like, oh yeah, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like brainwashed, yeah. right? So do they actually have like brainwashing, brainwashing yeah. as we uh, understand it? Is brainwashing real, right? Mm -hmm. Is it really a real thing? Officially, this is like not BS. If you've, you've probably maybe even heard of this before, the MK Ultra program. Sure, yeah. It is absolutely a real thing. They tried to destroy the files when Watergate happened because they thought these files were gonna get out. They didn't destroy all of them. There's a Freedom Information Act thing that came out and it showed we 100% gave LSD and other drugs to people that were not just like government agents, but those were included, to prostitutes, homeless people, prisoners, all kinds of people to see specifically if they could be brainwashed. Wow. Uh, they were also, there was sensory deprivation, hypnotism, electroshock, all kinds of things, often without the people consenting at all. And it was because we were trying to make a super soldier for the CIA uh, at the time. Trying to brainwash absolutely is a thing. Specifically, the Russian version of brainwashing, is that a thing? It's actually a weirdly different thing than both the Nazi and US ones that are trauma-based. The Russians came up with, a, of course, it keeps coming back, a seduction-based brainwash. Mm, that they wait, apparently, <laughs> yeah, you're excited to you try You seduce it. someone so well, they just become putty in your hands? Kind of, the idea is they become a slave wow. to you, but what they all are combining with it is several hours, but only hours, of one-on-one -on -one contact, 
and chemicals and hypnosis, and then they were able to produce slaves who, if they survived because of all the chemicals, could also seem to possess astonishing physical fitness and mental focus based on the goals provided by the programmer. They would behave beyond their normal breaking points because they were effectively brainwashed through seduction somehow. Like the chain- physical fitness, so like they'd get like berserker strength, like basically you can lift a car off a baby. People call them KGB zombies. Uh, and they didn't need much sleep. <laughs> they can function on 20 plus hours a day without sleep. They supposedly made brainwashed super soldiers. Oh my God. Is there such a thing as an actual Black Widow, super soldier, assassin, sexy lady agent out there? Honestly, probably there at least was in the last 50 years, someone who fit all of these things. Yeah, yeah. So they're out there. Also watch Killing Eve, it's a very fun show. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of one of them. Well, that's a very complete answer, and I don't know how I'll be able to sleep at night, and especially if you live in the D.C. area, because uh, that's where they all are. Well, we will be right back with some more bite-sized questions that I'll take care of after a quick message from some people we care about. Hey guys, Eric here. Things get pretty bold here on The Big Question, and really, we would love to take YouTube's parental restrictions to the limit, but unfortunately, some films are just too violent for us to go into all the great detail on, at least publicly, on this channel. So, New Rockstars is now offering monthly bonus videos exclusive to our generous patrons with unlisted links that you can get by becoming a patron of New Rockstars Digital Studios. This month, we broke down the Kingsman church scene frame by frame. Here's a clip of our breakdown. And we get another sneak cut on the digital zoom so that we are back to Colin Firth here for the most crucial acting moment of this entire sequence. See, the explosion causes momentary deafness. Harry's ears are ringing and the Freebird music fades down for a moment. And Colin Firth, ever so slightly, shifts from berserk rage to awareness, shock, confusion, horror, because the ringing eardrums have blocked out that SIM card signal. Then the ringing fades away, Freebird comes back, and he slips back into berserk rage. You can access this, plus all the other great bonus videos we've made, by becoming a patron today at patreon.com slash newrockstars. And thank you to all of our lovely current patrons. And we're back. We're going to move on now to uh, some more bite-sized questions that I'm going to tackle. Fire away, Philip. Our first one for you is from Akenray. He asks, why did Red Skull call Gamora daughter of Thanos if Gamora totally hated him as a father figure and he definitely wasn't her biological father, so in what way is he her father? You know, uh, that's a good question. There's a lot of mystery around what Red Skull called them uh, when he met them. So he called Thanos son of Alars, he called Gamora daughter of Thanos, and then when Hawkeye and, and Black Widow showed up, he called Hawkeye son of Edith and Natasha daughter of Ivan. And that was a whole thing. She didn't know who her father was. And uh, people thought it was uh, freaking Whiplash. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ivan Vanko. And then uh, Son of Edith is interesting because in the comics, Clint Barton's mother, Edith Barton, uh, was abused by his father. So it was more like, oh, he's more his mother's son than his father's son. So getting back to Gamora here, even though Gamora hates Thanos, and even though Thanos is not her biological father, he was he kidnapped her and made her like a child soldier, it shows, I, I think Red Skull's able to peer into your soul and determine which parent, which parental figure you have taken the most from in your own development and you are most similar to. So in that moment, it's a, it's a sign of character development for Gamora. It's telling us that even though Gamora was taken from her birth parents, 
she, over the years, has become truly a daughter of Thanos mm. in her behavior. And it also, it's interesting because when she was brought back from 2014 and brought back to the present day, it's interesting in that deleted scene, she doesn't take a knee for Tony Stark, she walks away. Because it reminds us that even though she's a nice person, she's, on the, she's a good guy, she's one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, she ultimately is one of Thanos' minions and she has that dark side to her. So I think that's what the Infinity War screenwriters are saying by calling her daughter of Thanos. Especially that's, that whole area is about the soul stone, right? So it's like which figure had the most effect on her soul right. or whatever. Any fool can be a dad, but it takes a, a real man to be a, a Thanny. <laughs> that's right. Thanny. And <laughs> it sets up the idea of that emotional break when Thanos does sacrifice right. her. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Next question is from Joel Stoffer. He's asking if Disney Plus just loses their minds for some reason and decides to give you, Eric Voss, an opportunity to produce your own series around any Star Wars character, who would it be? Hmm. Okay. My answer a long time ago used to be Boba Fett, but I feel like we're kind of checking that block oh, yeah. with the Mandalorian now. So thank you. There's a character, Quinlan Voss that I feel like I kind of have to uh, explore. Same. Gotten a run on The Clone Wars. He was just one of these like Legends characters who was in the background of The Phantom Menace in Sebulba's Cafe. And then they, they gave him this whole backstory because they do that with everybody. And then he had a limited run. He was Ayla Secura's master. He's like a Jedi badass. So if not him, um, I would love to see a young Lando series, like Donald Glover Lando mm -hmm. with L337, because I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and yeah. I think the two of them are hilarious, and I think that would be a great series. With like like a kind of sexy, like 60s, 70s vibe to sure, it. Sure, yeah, like and they're kind of like hooking up in their thing. weird way. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, it was like the best part of Solo, and uh, I'd, I'd love to see more. That'd be a very fun one, especially because it could lean into the comedy. Yeah, it yeah. would just be kind of a, a rom-com. That's very cool. All right, and then finally, I can't believe you picked someone who had the same last name as you. Austin W underscore 110, this is the person on Twitter, wants to know, does Kylo Ren have any, naturally as you would want to know, turn-ons or fetishes? <laughs> uh, well, let's think about this. Um, I never... Let's, sure. Let's. Well, the thing that comes to mind for me... Um, A lot. Because how would we know? How would we know? Leather. Leather. First of all. Um, <laughs> he, there was that weird moment in The Force Awakens when after Chewbacca shot him with his bowcaster, it, <laughs> uh, he smacked his wound. He hit it. <laughs> I think I see where you're going <laughs> with this. There's such a thing called masochism, which means you get off on feeling and receiving pain. Does, is that what he was doing? Does that work? Punching your uh, wound? No, it doesn't. Pinch it's... me really hard. Hard. That's as hard as I want to pinch anything. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> see, I, that's why I knew I knew that was a mistake. Wait, but hold on. No, you don't. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's, uh... I mean, it's certainly a lot of sensation. <laughs> I mean, when asked about it, J.J. Abrams, Adam Driver, I don't think they've given an answer for it, but... Yeah, he's going to say it's my fetish. <laughs> some, uh, the kind of in-canon answer that kind of makes sense is uh, Siths get more energy from embracing their anger, their rage, their pain. So he was feeling pain in that moment. It was right after he killed his father. So by hitting himself in that wound, it was kind of like a power up moment. Right. Like, yes, yes, make myself more angry, feel that pain. So I'm uh, kind of ready myself for battle. It's almost kind of like the Henry Cavill pump pump in Mission yeah, Impossible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could have, I don't know if he got off on it. I mean, it's a, it's a Disney movie, so we don't know. But I, I, I did kind of look up, apparently there is Pornography in the Star Wars universe. Oh, sweet! The Huts are some real horn dogs. They're known. I mean, for, we've seen that. Yeah, he has a uh, he has 
all these sexual pornographic interests. He keeps Twilight dancers on chains, Leia in chains and slave clothes. Well, remember he's, he, when she kills him and she chokes him, he yeah, says, he's choke like, me harder, daddy. <laughs> he might have a bondage kink, we don't know. I looked this up on- His tongue does do that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, well, now we know what that means in Hatties. According to the Star Wars fandom page, Bell Dorian had a formidable library of Hatties pornography and once employed the hollow faker Legis Vorn to retape and edit it. Retape and edit. Wait, which part is weirder? Like, like make it again? Like film it? <laughs> refilm it? <laughs> like, that's like where he has to play all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> like, be kind, rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I hope that's that's the most I could answer that one. I hope it satisfies you, Austin, but not in the way. No, in the way that you want to be satisfied. Let's move on uh, quickly to some fan mail questions. Fan mail. Uh, These were the ones sent in by you guys. A reminder that you can mail us whatever you want at our PO box addresses below, and we'll read this mail aloud on the show. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Our P.O. box is lonely, but it found stuff. Sweet. Well, okay, so our P.O. box full of haters. This person wants to know, why does NR use clickbaity thumbnails? I'm actually really glad that someone asked this question. I am too, actually. This is like a thing. Because people get on us a lot. I I think you're referring to the big red arrows in the thumbnails, the big red circles, sometimes some uh, provocative words that just feel a bit clickbaity. The internet has kind of decided what clickbaity means. Specifically, arrows and circles has one answer. Yeah, yeah. Philip and I have talked about this a lot. I think neither of us are totally crazy about the aesthetic of a big red arrow. We agree. It feels kind of like labely. It feels a bit like like a lure. Well, also everyone else that's done it has ruined red arrows and circles. Right. What we try to do, what we try to hold ourselves to is we never want to lie with our thumbnails. Everything that we point to or circle or highlight is like the kind of thesis question of the video you're about to watch. So yeah, it did get you to click on it. Did it bait you? Yeah, but it wasn't a bait and switch. There are so many other channels, I won't call them out, who kind of do this. They're so lazy about it. They will just put a red arrow, point to nothing, and then put like a random number of Easter eggs and like 47 Easter eggs in this in this video, there aren't 47 of anything in the video. Right. But they just do it it's because- It's the Chaka baby. Because it's <laughs> the whole video. That is a true lie. So when people see us do it, they assume we're doing the same shit. To be clear, we get that comment a lot like, oh, I can't stand how you always have arrows pointing to nothing in your thumbnail. It's never that. I always almost want to reply to those people, go look at exactly what it's pointing to, go watch the video, you will find the moment that was brought up in the thumbnail. It's like our absolute minimum. We refuse to make any videos that don't actually uh, feature that moment in the video. Yeah, I mean, if we could get as uh, much like exposure with our thumbnails by doing something more aesthetically pleasing, if you have ideas, send it. We, we'll definitely swap it out if it works as well. Unfortunately, we didn't create these rules. YouTube's algorithm created these rules. They, they give you this limited little thumbnail that most people are seeing on the on smartphones. Mobile, which is about the size of a postage stamp or smaller. Yeah, and like you have that much bandwidth, and then their algorithm works as such to where the most flashy, attention-grabbing thumbnail is the one that they're going to put at the top of their algorithm so that people can even find it when they're looking for stuff. And I'm going to give you an answer that has a lot to do with the thesis of the channel. This channel is all about the, the things that you missed and caring a lot about the properties that, that we do. So specifically the arrows and circles side of it, the things that you missed, I've racked my brain, I've talked to you for hours about it, I've talked to so many people about it. The concept of pointing out something that you've missed and that being the concept behind the channel but also maybe specifically like a breakdown video, that concept is not better illustrated in any other way than taking a, a 
frame that you're familiar with and showing you something you literally are missing in it yeah. while you're looking at that. If that specific tactic is is the best that we've seen of that, that's the thing. If you can find a better way to do that, I'm super down for it. To explain to someone that the content of this video is about the things that you did not notice. Right. If you can do that, I'm, I'm, we want to hear it for sure. We're definitely always willing to improve, but unfortunately there's just too many bad actors out there who are just, bad actors mean like people who make videos who are just super lazy about it, who have just ruined that aesthetic so that anyone who tries to be honest in their use of it just looks just as bad. Well, let's move on to another Well, question. that was a fun one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I wanted to give an answer to it. You asked. Yeah. What is Philip's workout regimen? <laughs> That's a question that for is, you. That I have, cur- I'm curious. Eric, is what, that in my what handwriting? Do you, what do you <laughs> think I do? I think you uh, flip tires and that's it you just you go outside and you flip tires every day and then you get the, the ropes <laughs> you roll your <laughs> yeah. way to work i do just lift mostly but i do it at a very fast pace one thing to the next to the next to the next so my heartbeat is always between 140 and 160 beats per minute even right now when i'm working at all times <laughs> yeah i'm always very stressed that is honestly the best way that i've been able to to keep fat down feel free to mail your questions about my fitness regimen which is getting up from the couch between episodes of Clone Wars. Sleeping in tires. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, you as try to pay it. rent. <laughs> and then the last fan mail question we'll do. Ooh, I like this one, though. Have you ever catfished anyone? <laughs> well, I have. And you know this story, yes? It, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I'm not I'm I think not both sure of us have been... Oh, I don't know which one you're referring <laughs> to. I've both been catfished and I have catfished. I feel like it's the millennial pa- yeah. um, rite of passage. In a high school, it wasn't like the show MTV Catfish, which is my guilty pleasure. I love that show. There was a girl I had a crush on, and she had a crush on another. It was the classic Shakespearean situation. I uh, murdered my father and (laughs) married another. That's great. I uh, knew that she had a crush on him because I was, yeah, I was on AIM AIM, and I was like talking to her. Somehow I was able to figure this out, and I looked him up. He was not on AIM. So I created a fake account of him on AIM and then uh, re- message requested her and pretended to be him and would like just kind of like be mean to her. What? <laughs> That's not where I was expecting <laughs> like that to go. 14. I didn't know how to, I thought that was flirting, but like it kind of like worked because like she had a crush on him, any kind of attention. She's just like, I don't also, know what this it means. Was nagging? It was nagging? I was nagging, but I didn't, it was before yeah, nagging yeah. Had, a, had a name to it. And then, um, yeah. and then we were all in a play together and she would try to talk to him in person and he would just like blow her off. So then I would go in there at night um, after a day. And he explain was, like, the blow And like try to explain it. And then uh, eventually I, con- on opening night, I confessed to her that it was me the whole time thinking it would be like, oh, I thought like all this time my, my love was directed to you and I thought it would be great. And she goes, oh, I thought you were gay. <laughs> she shoved you into some mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aw, so you guys didn't work out? Uh, later, we went on a, a spring break trip to Europe, and we... we... <laughs> Whoa, oh my God. I, we gotta wrap this up. That we was... pretended it was somebody else. Why does your mind go there? I'll say really quickly that I, I catfished everyone. <laughs> everyone in high school. Mm. On, also on AIM, everyone. It's so easy. Yeah, you can yeah. just create endless accounts. I also pretended to be the University of Central Florida, and I sent a bunch of friends that were going there <laughs> rejection letters. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was that was on April Fools. Uh, that's uh, that's exactly yeah. when you find out is like the first of yeah, April. Yeah, exactly. It was you, right oh, around that's then. That's so mean. Um, but they all got in because it's uh, kind of easy to get into school. Well, that's it for this week's <laughs> episode of the Big Question. And uh, remember, it's a show that gives you too much information. Yeah. Hopefully, these horrible truths will help you stay alive, live a few years longer, and uh, not get catfished using AOL Instant Messenger or paper. <laughs> a reminder to send us your big questions on Twitter using the hashtag Big Question or mail us at our PO box address and subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube and for audio versions of the show subscribe to The Big Question wherever you get your podcasts hey if you haven't already check out episodes from previous weeks we answered questions like how many people does Hulk kill when he claps his hands who did Palpatine f- you can follow us on social media at EA Voss and at Philip Molina and subscribe and follow New Rockstars on all social media as well at New Rockstars see you next week bye you want to do the like thing again <laughs> uh, I've learned my lesson <laughs> 